back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the block. Happy Monday to everybody out there. And we're happy to be joined by our partner in crime from early break. Steve Sipley was my partner because I joined early break this morning. But uh, happy to talk to you in the afternoon, Sip. Yeah, early talk with Sip and Bach. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) That's what we might name the show temporarily just tomorrow as I fill in once again for Jake Sorensen. Yeah, I should say another public thank you, Bach. You were great this morning, um, I, and I really appreciate it. I really do. Well, I, I appreciate that, especially the public part. When you tell me in private, it doesn't mean quite as much. So when you tell me in public, uh, I feel more gratitude. So <laughs> You should want me to somehow devise a way to give you extra money in public. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Is there a sort is of it... <laughs> public, public ceremony in which I bestow you with hundreds of dollars hey there we go that's more money than i was i was thinking you're just gonna throw me like a 20 or something hundreds of dollars this sounds like a pretty good <laughs> yeah, deal more money. <laughs> Locke, you're never gonna get rich that way you have, to, <laughs> you, have, you have to drive a harder bargain than that that's right i've, I've got to gotta think more highly of myself um it's a it's a strange uh strange era as we live in because all i can think of when you say that is just the nil thing uh that's going on um with jordan addison i know we didn't we didn't get a chance to talk on that i know we'll, we'll get to oshan mathis uh, here in a minute, but what did you think of the the Jordan Addison Lincoln Riley saga that was kind of going on over the weekend? Well, I mean, it's a it illustrates sort of the fix we're in, right? As a co- in college football, I I mean, what I said and what I said on our show, Bach, is you know, and I know when we get in these discussions, people's um, you know they uh, <laughs> they a lot of uh, a lot of people disagree on what we're talking about. Um, they don't, but, but the one thing that you have to drive home, the one point you have to drive home in this particular discussion is this. And I said this on our show, but don't, it's not, you know, this is like people say, well, this, come on, sip. This happens in the NBA and the NFL in pro leagues. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen where the LA Lakers just decide one day we're going to buy Ja Morant. It, there's there's regulations in place. There's rules in place. Bingo. They can't. That can't happen. Um, but it can happen in college football right now, which is scary. And there's tampering rules in those pro leagues too that aren't. And there's there's just widespread tampering in college football now. It's almost it's unenforceable, and it's just happening. And that's where part Pat Narduzzi, the pit coach, you know, that's what he was really angry about like what what's the deal how's this even happening you know but it's happening and that's that's a definite (laughs) to say it's a flaw in the current system would be an understatement Sip, I, I think there's going to be some type of ramifications. There are going to be some type of changes here. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but probably in the near future. So until that time comes, schools like Pittsburgh, what can you do to stop something like this? Are your hands just kind of hot, tied? Are you just kind of screwed? What do you do? Where do you go from here? No, I don't think you're screwed. I think for your with your, Nate, with your high-profile players, 
I think there has to be regular communication with them. I don't know how you, that's easier said than done, right? In this day and age and in any day and age, it's, it's hard. In fact, in this day and age, it's probably a little easier, but you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to have to be checking on your guys all the time and wondering who's calling them, but you almost have to now, mostly with your high profile guys. Um, and that, I mean, that's one thing you can do is to try to stave it off and get your NIL operation um, working at a high level where you can take care of Jordan Addison. I don't know what Pitt's situation is. And I haven't read about this. I just, <laughs> I don't count when I read about it on Twitter. Um, I did see that I did, I was looking at Twitter the other day as it was all unfolding. And I meant to get to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette today and to see what the deal is. But it, yeah, I mean, it, what, what my understanding was is that USC just came after Addison. And USC wasn't the only team, by the way. And that Narduzzi sort of flipped out, which I, can, I totally understand. That's a, that's, a, that's a guy who caught 100 balls at Pitt, 17 touchdowns. That's a, that's a cornerstone player. And now you just got guys calling him randomly and saying, hey, uh, not randomly, but calling him and saying, hey, we got a deal for you if you want to come over here this season. Yeah, it it really is fascinating because you wonder how uh how far that would branch out if it, you know if this works for USC um then you you think start to think that that might be a strategy and that's where you you just can't have it. if guys aren't in the transfer portal um how you know how how could anybody really like kids won't even want to commit to schools cuz all they ever here is you know a lot of guys get done with uh, with the recruiting want to do it early cuz they they're tired of hearing from everybody all the time so they want to be badgered all the time but i guess if you badger them with a 2 and a half million dollar proposition it wouldn't be as bad. Uh, but uh, anyways, moving on from that, uh, we did have a chance to talk with O'Shawn Mathis, the, the newest Nebraska recruit this morning. Uh, what struck you about that conversation? Uh, a couple of things. I mean, the one where he, he wants to get 15 sacks, which would, <laughs> tie the, which would tie the program record. Trev Alberts, by the way, had 15 sacks for Nebraska, as did Jim Scalp um, back in the 80s. But, uh, yeah, that struck me. But also just, you know what, Bach and Nathan, what struck me was that there wasn't a big emphasis on the NIL part in this. And, and talking to O'Shawn and talking to his mom, O'Shawna Daniels, if you ask them what, what is it about Nebraska that, that, that led to this decision, they don't go there. They go to a lot of other things that remain important, and it's kind of heartening to hear that, actually, that it still matters that you know a staff that's attentive to to them on their visit and shows them has the right answers to their questions about how he can improve as a player um and and how he fits in the community uh not only the campus community but the broader community that that stuff is still important and i and i believe that i don't you know i don't think i really don't think that we're in a world now some people will try to portray it this way but i don't think we're in a world where it's just you know the player goes to the highest bidder i i i believe there's still other things people are looking at now that all that said he wasn't coming here for free and he didn't come here for free and i don't know what i don't know exactly what the deal is and all that but and then and me and bach talked about this he just don't I just don't ask. I don't, I'm not going to ask him what his deal is. Just like I don't want people to ask me what my deals are, you know. So it's just that's part of the deal. That's part of the world we're in. And I, he didn't. I just would say he didn't come here for free. 
Sip, it looks like Devin Drew, by all indications, Nebraska's at the top of his list. He could be coming here. Transfer from Texas Tech. So with O'Shawn Mathis and assuming that Devin Drew comes here, do you think there's still a concern at the defensive line or are you starting to feel a little bit more confident about the group? No, I I, uh, I still have concerns. You know what, though, Nathan? I, I don't feel as – I don't think Nebraska fans should feel as much trepidation about the pass rush now. Not mm-hmm. Now, listen, I'm not just talking about – Okay, you got you got o, you got O'Shawn Mathis. It's all solved. No, they already had guys that were pretty good. But when you add this element, you know if he's as good as we think, defense has got to slant their protection. You know, if, if he's as good as we think, like Randy Gregory, maybe something along those lines. Um, Eric Martin, you yeah. know, Bach will remember Eric Martin, who I think had eight and a half eight and a half sacks. Um, yes several years back, but if he's that type of guy and, and, and defense has got a slant of protection, okay, now you have Garrett Nelson, who had five sacks last year. Mm-hmm. Now you have Caleb Tanner, who has seven and a half career sacks. Those guys are pretty good pass rushers. They're pretty good. I mean, I, I, I don't think you're putting Caleb Tanner at the line of scrimmage, but maybe as an outside linebacker. And, you, you know, and if you're on third down, guys, putting O'Shawn Mathis, Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, and Ty Robinson on the field on third down. That looks pretty good to me. Now the question is the run defense. How are they there? And they just don't – you know what? The numbers are what concern me, depth. Um, how's that gonna, how are they going to hold up against the run in a run-oriented league or a league that's very largely run-oriented? That's what I still don't know. Now, Nathan, I would tell you this. A priority is another interior lineman beyond right. Devin Drew. They'll try to get another one. And I think that is absolutely essential. Do you think that there's uh, also priority priority on the offensive line? I know they grabbed a few guys out of the portal before, um, but uh, obviously that was a, a position of need last year, considering uh, you know just kind of the, the poor play up front. Um, do you think they're still going after those guys in the portal? I don't think it's a priority. I know it's a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, offensive tackle is a priority. Tackle, and I would specify tackle. Okay. Uh, that that yeah they're 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 all in they're all they're trying I mean there's no doubt about it they're at, they're probably working as we speak on on that um, or it's it's definitely on their minds so yeah when I say that there I'm talking about the staff but you know ABM Jared Lambrecht um, athletes branding and marketing that's you know he's that's his territory and I, absolutely interior lineman you know what interior lineman offensive tackle and I wouldn't you know what? Skill positions are still so they're looking at that too. Hmm. Oh, that's that's fascinating. I guess we see it go on, and it's also uh, May first was supposed to be the day that uh, if you didn't enter the enter the transfer portal before then, uh, then you'll have to sit out this upcoming year. So maybe they've got their kind of group that they can focus on now. Um, but uh, we'll still see if people hit the transfer portal. We'll see how how much how closely the NCAA uh, it, it handles that. Of course, the NCAA, by the way, coming down with their punishment for Nebraska for having an analyst on the field uh, coach the special teams some years ago, um, and uh, it comes down as a slap on the wrist. So it's not a huge th- deal for Nebraska. But what we're trying to figure out is if Coach Frost is suspended for five days during the football season, when do you think the best time to sit out? Because they have to be five consecutive days. Do you think that it would be better to do that in, in camp, or do you think that better to be do that maybe in, in a bye week? Or wh- what do you think um, their strategy there is going to be? 
Well, I have to get that squared away. I don't know if it's five consecutive. There was another report I saw, not a Journal Star report, another report that doesn't have to be five consecutive days. Hey, hmm. but I would tell you this. I think we're talking about the bye week, okay. um, a bye week situation here. I mean, I, that's what I've heard. I don't know that – I would say it's to be determined, though, Bach. Um, I don't think it's – I'm not – I'm not – it's not – you know, there's variables in this discussion. If Frost were to get COVID or something like that, it would change it. So I don't know. Um, I don't even know if it's. I guess at this point, I, I had just heard. I, I had just heard that it doesn't have to be five consecutive. Huh. I'm not too hung up on it, to be honest. It's not that big of a deal. Um, five days. Um, you know, I mean, it's just not. I I characterize the penalties as a little bit more than a slap on the wrist, but not much more. Whatever a whatever a notch above a slap on the wrist is. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty much a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to get to is is just the NFL draft because people obviously naturally kind of think, well, this NFL draft went pretty well. Nebraska didn't do too well on the field last year. Maybe it could turn around this year. Maybe the talent is there. Do you think that there are as naturally gifted athletes on the roster as what we saw from the, t- the second round picks, Cam Jurgens and Cam Taylor Britt, um, because they, they, you know, come off as the, you know, kind of the Malik Collins guys of the past, right? They're just kind of special athletes. Um, I don't know if Nebraska has those guys. I think that you're going to have, um, you know, if you look on this roster, um, kind of have to, you know, have, have guys that kind of obviously at anyone at that level has a great level of athleticism. Um, but it just feels like Cam Jurgens and Cam Taylor Britt are on a level above that. I think so. Quentin Newsom is a guy I think could could rise, keep rising um, into a – I mean, I think he's headed toward the NFL. Is he headed toward being a second-round pick? Uh, that's to be determined. But I wouldn't count count Quentin Newsom out of that type of, type of conversation. Um, as far as Cam Jurgens, he's a really good football player, baby. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a tough dude. Um, he's – He's tech, he, he became technically sound at his position. He's a freak athlete. Do they have a freak like that over there on the offensive line? No, but, you know, you got to watch Teddy Prohaska. I mean, Dominic Rayola watched him one game. Dominic Rayola's played 14 years in the NFL. Watched, you know, Dominic was on hand for the Northwestern game, and and he said, oh, he's a, he's a surefire NFL player. There's no doubt. He said, there's no doubt in my mind he's an NFL player with that size and the way he moves. Um, now, I, so I wouldn't rule out Prohaska eventually getting to where Cam is. I don't think that's going to be next year. Um, they have some dudes over there that that they're going to get drafted. I mean, they, there's there's going to be more draft picks next year. So, but I don't know. You're talking about two second rounders. Those guys were. You saw them. I mean, they were they were very good players. Now, I would be. I, I will tell you this. I was surprised. Cam Taylor Britt. Well. I would have said during the season, no way he's a second rounder. But then when he popped off the four three seven forty in the combine, then then I thought, okay, may, yeah, maybe he could work his way up that high. But still surprised me on on was it Friday night? Still mm-hmm. surprised me on Friday night that he went in the second round. Not that he's not. I like his talent a lot. I just didn't know sixty overall. That 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 surprised me a little bit. Sip, if I spot you twenty push-ups, will you accept the challenge? I don't now, Fox. You, I don't know what to say to you, Nathan. <laughs> I, I am a I am a grandfather. I just 
can't remember when I was your age, me going to my dad's friends and saying, hey, do you want to do a pull-up contest? Hey, I'm giving you 20 push-ups, and Nick started it to begin with. I want to make that very, very clear. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's a great look for you to be challenging grandpas <laughs> in the street. You know, I'm an old man. <laughs> I'll give you Bach. I'll give you Bach on your team. How about that? Yeah, we got to quit doing this. We got to quit doing this. <laughs> it's just, it's just got to come uh, down I'm to a push up. I'm looking contest. out for you, Nathan. I'm looking out for you. All right. You. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, it won't make me look bad. Uh, All right. He's Steve Sybil of the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, Steve joins us every Monday. Thanks, uh, Sip, for another excellent breakdown. I look forward to talking to you in the morning. Yeah, good job, guys. I enjoyed it. Take care and have a good rest of your show. Thanks. There you go. Steve's M. M. Sippel of the Lincoln Journal Star. M. What does the the M stand for? Mysterious. (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what it stands for. I don't know what his middle name is. Maybe they just threw it out there. We used to do, we had uh, Lanny Holstein in the morning, and it just sounded better. You had a game show with him, so we just said uh, to take on Lanny P. Holstein. He did not have a middle name that started with P. (laughs) It just just sounded good. Yeah, so maybe maybe Sip just made that up. Uh, I'm not sure. But in any case, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to him in the morning. I'm, I'm again on for early break with Sip and Jake, or as we're calling it now, early talk with uh, Sip and Buck for tomorrow. So that will be fun uh, once again. Pulling nice. double duties here on uh, on a Monday and Tuesday for you. I think it is time for Shut Up. Well, it's not Shut Up Triple. <laughs> shoot Out with Strick, and Strick's not here. So, so Shoot Out with Bach. I think, I think Nick made some questions. If yeah. so, we can flip spots. And I will ask you the questions. Right. You always win, though. That's why yeah. I, hope, I hope Nick made it more challenging. Yeah, at least for me, because uh, you know I'm a winner, and so it's difficult. But right? you guys will still have a chance to to beat a winner. I mean, that is what, that what, what, really is that what we're do. calling it? Right. Uh, yeah, beat a winner. It's coming up next. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. If you want your chance at fifteen dollars to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Not sure what the trivia is about, but in, in any case, uh, first person to call in will be that person. You, you gotta get. You gotta mm-hmm. be first. This is one of those deals where I gotta be first in line. Can't uh, can't be messing around. So 402-464-5685. Call in right now for your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. We'll do that next. Coming out of the break on 93.7 The Ticket.